Hi, Josh Sorrell here from Sandhill FWB Church in Sandusky, Ohio. The podcast that you're about to enjoy was given live before our congregation here at Sandhill, and we pray that this podcast will encourage and challenge your walk with Christ. For more sermons like this, as well as additional Christian content, visit our website at www.sandhillfwb.com or check out our social media pages on YouTube and Facebook, keyword Sandhill FWB Church. May God continue to richly bless your journey every step of the way. The Bible says in verse number 13, Sing, O heavens. I think we've done that, haven't we? Sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth, and break forth into singing, O mountains. For the Lord hath comforted his people and will have mercy upon his afflicted. But Zion said, the church said, God's people said, The Lord hath forsaken me, and my Lord hath forgotten me. And God says, can a woman forget her suckling child that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget, yet will I not forget thee. Behold, here's the part I did not understand. Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands, and especially this part right here. Thy walls are continually before me. I hope tonight I can at least try to make some sense of this. All right, let's pray. Father in heaven, I rejoice in you tonight and thank you for the privilege we have of being in church. Thank you for the singing, God, and the worship. Thank you for spending time in fellowship and dinner tonight. God, it's all so good that you bless us with and we are so unworthy, God, of the least of your blessings. But God, through Jesus Christ, you've opened up the heavenly places to us and we praise you, God. I pray if there's someone here tonight that is not saved, tonight would be the night, God, that they would turn their hearts to you and forever be transformed. God, I pray if there's someone here that's a Christian but is out of your will, Lord God, I pray, draw them, bring them just as the prodigal son back to the father and Lord may we rejoice God with great rejoicing that they've come home father I pray for Christians here who are burdened who may be upset who may be fearful and worrisome whatever it is God do a work and let them know you have not forgotten them God we'll give you praise and glory for all that you do in Jesus name we pray amen and amen you can be seated You know, there's a story about a fella who lived in the city and he was visiting some of his relatives out on the farm. One day he's walking along the property and he, the farmer there gave out a whistle and the dog came running. The dog went out into the field where the cattle was at and the dog herded all the cattle back into the corral. And when the dog got done, he latched the gate. Man, that city guy looked over and said, wow, that's some dog right there. said, what's that dog's name? Farmer thought for just a minute, he kind of rubbing his chin, and he, he said, you know what that red flower is that has the good smell, got the thorns on it and stuff? And the city guy said, a rose? And the farmer said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he turns around to his wife sitting on the porch and says, hey, Rose, what's the name of that dog? <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm sure there's been times when you and I feel like we've been forgotten. We felt like we've been abandoned. We felt like we've been forsaken by others, 
and maybe even by the Lord himself. And we wonder oftentimes why circumstances in our lives are the way that they are. We wonder why it seems that life is just one trial right after another. And we wonder where is God in all of this? Where is God in this world? And when everything seems to be out of control and sometimes we just feel like we've been forgotten. Can I tell you that in this text right here, God shows us that we are not alone in that feeling. Because see, in this text right here, God's nation Israel has now become a broken nation. This nation is now split apart into two kingdoms. Around uh, the time during the reign of King Rehoboam, which is about close to 3,000 years ago, the, the, there, was a, there was basically a civil war, as you might want to call it, between, in, in Israel. And so ten tribes of Israel broke off and became the northern kingdom that was called Israel. Two tribes broke off in the south and they became known what was Judah. In the northern kingdom, the Bible says that they, they uh, formed their capital city in, in the city of Samaria. And the Judeans kept their capital there in the city of Jerusalem. And the Bible teaches us that these two separate kingdoms now stayed separate for over 200 years. And so the prophet Isaiah comes on the scene and he is in Jerusalem. Right? He's a city preacher, so to speak. If you would pull up and you would look at the preachers like Amos the prophet and others, they're the country preachers, okay? They're the guys, man, that they're crying out. They're, they're a little bit radical in their way. They, Isaiah's the city guy, all right? Isaiah is preaching around the temple and around the, 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 the religious leaders and governmental leaders and all that of the capital city. And, and, and God has raised him up. And by the time Isaiah is preaching in Judah, the southern kingdom. The northern kingdom has already been overthrown by the Assyrians. The Assyrians was the superpower of the day. And the Bible teaches us the Assyrians tore down the walls of the major cities of the northern kingdom. Their temple in Samaria had also been demolished and their, many of their people had been taken captive to the Assyrians and others had been scattered throughout all the Middle East. So from Israel's perspective, from the, from the perspective of those living in the northern kingdom, God had abandoned them and God was now ignoring uh, the terrible plight that they were dealing with. But God raises up Isaiah and God has Isaiah down in the southern kingdom and he is preaching to the northern kingdom and he is preaching preaching that God has neither forgotten them and God has not forsaken them. And the passage is a reminder to us tonight that we are the people of God and as the people of God, we are unforgettable. We're unforgettable tonight. Why? Because God is faithful. He cannot and He will not forget about you and I. He will not forsake you and I. And this evening, if you feel alone, if you feel abandoned, if you feel afraid, if you think things are out of control, if you think God has no interest in you anymore, I want to preach on this truth that you are never forgotten and you are never forsaken. You say, well, preacher, I don't know if I believe that or not. Well, I want to show you tonight, and I hope you come away believing why. 
why. Number one, the reason that God will never forget you and that God will never forsake you is because his love is unconditional. His love is unconditional. How many of us would agree that our love is performance-based? Our love is performance-based. We live in a culture now that if you do for me, then I will do for you. If you show me affection, I will show you. If you are there for me, I will be there for you. But that is not the way God's love operates. God's love is unconditional. He loved you and I while we were yet sinners. He loved you and I when we didn't deserve any of His love. He loves you and I when we fail and mess up. And He continues to love us regardless of it all. God always will love us. He he can do nothing else but love us. He can't love you anymore and he won't love you any less. God's love is unconditional. He says in verse number 15, Brother Mike, he says, Can a woman forget her suckling child that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? We would think it would be crazy that a woman could forget her child. How could a woman forget her child? But yet there are times when we hear of tragedies that have happened where a child is left in the back seat of a car during a hot summer day or something and mama has tried to get the groceries in the house and all the things are going on and she just forgets the baby's lift and then later a few hours all of a sudden the realization and runs out to the car and maybe the child is in bad shape maybe the saddest thing that happens the child is deceased and we would say how can a woman forget her child maybe you've never been to that place where you ever forgot a child in a car seat but listen God is showing us that if we think it's preposterous that a woman would forget her suckling child can you imagine how preposterous it is to think that God would forget us. If mama can't forget her child, I promise you God will never forget his. And that's because God's love is unconditional. Herein is love. That, 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 not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. That is love. But God commendeth his love toward us. In the King James, that literally means he demonstrated it. He showcased it. He, you can observe his love toward you in that while we were yet sinned, Christ died for us. You say, well, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm loved, preacher. Look at the cross. Look at the cross. Listen, friends. Bible says for a good man, some might do something. Maybe for a really righteous man, some might be willing to go a little further. But for a bunch of rotten sinners, people don't do anything for them. But God commendeth his love toward us in what while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. Think about that. How and yet we sit around and we listen to the devil speak to us and we say, God doesn't care about us. God has forgotten us. God doesn't notice me. I'm not somebody. I'm not the guy on the stage. I'm not the I'm not the preacher of the preachers. I'm not the one on the and listen, I'm always getting the short end of the stick. Oh, listen, friends. That's the devil talking right there. Because you are the apple of God's eye. 
and his love is unconditional. The Bible says, but God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us even while we were yet dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. God says the reason he offers us the grace is for his great love where he loved us. God's love is unconditional. We often talk about grace being unconditional, and it is because it's not grace if you've got to earn it. It's not grace if you've got to work for it. It's not grace if you have to buy it or, or anything like that. But God says you wouldn't even have the grace unless I loved you. The reason you have the grace is because I do love you. The reason you can take a breath today is because I love you. The reason you had a roof over your head today is because I love you. The reason you could sit around a table and get fat on the cake they made over there is because I love you. Oh, listen, friend, that is the grace of God. Amen? Listen, I don't know about you, but I think free will Baptist casseroles is God's grace. Amen? Glory to God. You feel bad and somebody brings a casserole to your house. I mean, man, I like that, don't you? COVID almost shut all that down. Bless God, the devil didn't get the victory, did he? Amen? Listen, God's love is unconditional. Not only is it unconditional, God's love is unequaled. God's love is unequaled. He said in verse number 15, he's, you think about a mother's love. Man, we talk about a, I think somebody mentioned something like mama bear. God, you know, you ever heard somebody say that? I mean, you mess with mama's kids and mama bear shows up, you know? And, and, and you think about a mother's love. I mean, is there, is there anything, if that mother's in her right mind at all, is there not anything that mother wouldn't do for that child? I mean, that mother would, I mean, that mother would fight. She, she'd fight a saber-toothed tiger for that child. I mean, I mean, mama's not running. I don't care if Putin amasses his entire army at the border. Mama's going to stand there, amen? I mean, mama loves that child. Mama's going to die for that child. Mama's going to do all she can to help and protect and nurture and raise and do all that for that child. And God says in verse number 15, he said, even as much as mama loves that child, yea, that they may forget. He says, yet will I not. And that shows you that God's love is unequaled by anybody else in this world. There is nobody that loves you like Jesus. Nobody loves you like Jesus. Oh, but preacher, you don't understand where I've been. Oh, listen, don't have to because nobody loves you like Jesus. <laughs> well, preacher, you don't know what I've done. Don't have to because there's nobody that loves you like Jesus. Well, preacher, I mean, you don't know what's going on in my life right now. Don't need to because God still loves you regardless. <laughs> for greater love hath no man than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friends. <laughs> well, you mean I have a friend? Yes, you have a friend tonight. And his name is Jesus, amen. And he's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. He's a friend that will be there in the morning time for them 6 a.m. text messages. And he's a friend that will be there in the middle of the night when you're worried, sick, and can't go to sleep. He's a friend at the hospital. He's a friend at the nursing home. He's a friend at the funeral home. He's a friend down at the unemployment office. He's a friend all the time. Because his love is unequaled. His love is unequaled. Oh, listen, I, there, I miss so much tonight. Lover's Row down here, don't you? 
Brother Spike is having to sit here by himself tonight and I always remember Sister Marlene right here and they just love on each other while I'm preaching. Makes you sick as a dog, you know. They just love on each other all the time and then there's Charles and Velvet, you know, acting like newlyweds and everything and this whole, we need to get Trey up here, don't we? There's a chance. There's a chance. Any takers tonight, there's extra room down here, all right? There's a chance. But oh man, you think about all that love and I look at Brother Spike and his love with Sister Marlene and I look at Brother Charles and his love and their love to each other, them wives just loving them back and I think, oh, how precious and how sweet that is and then I get to thinking, oh, but it doesn't compare to the love that Jesus has for all of us. Jesus said in John 15, as the Father hath loved me, so have I loved. You, uh, oh, listen! God's love is unequaled. Paul even said in Ephesians three and nineteen, he said, "To know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge." In other words, Paul is saying, if I can use just modern day vernacular, he said, "The love of God blows my mind." It passeth knowledge. I cannot wrap my mind around his love. Oh, friends, I, so I, I don't know why God loves me except Brother James to say it's his nature to love me. It's who he is. God is love, he says. And that's the only reason why God would love me because that is who he is, Brother Kevin. I'm not worthy of his love. I've done too many things to even, to, to even expect anybody to love me. But yet there he is. In your life, you get up and you say, oh God, I've done it again. And he says, yes, you have, but I still love you. <laughs> but I still love you. Oh, listen, I think it was Max Lucado that said this. He said, God loves you just the way that you are. Aren't you glad about that? But he says he loves you too much to leave you that way. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> loves you just the way you are, but loves you too much to leave you that way. Oh, that's a Brad Downing story right there. Amen. God loved him just the way he was, but he loved him too much to leave him that way. I'm thankful God loved me when I was in sin, but he loved me too much to leave me that way. And he loved you when you were in sin, but he loved you too much to leave you that way. Aren't you glad there is a God that has unequaled love for you? And thirdly, his love is not only unconditional, it's not only unequaled, but also this love is unmistakable. You say, does God really love me, preacher? Could you possibly be mistaken? You know, I, I meet people from time to time like you do whose mom and daddy gave them up who's walked out of their lives. I've known wives whose husbands have walked out for somebody else or put them second to career or whatever the case might be. I, I've watched husbands weep over wives that's walked off and left them. I, I, I've, I've, I've watched mothers and fathers weep over children who walked away like the prodigal has and all. And you say, well, are you sure, preacher? Are you sure that God loves me? Could you possibly be mistaken that God loves me? And I say, no, friend, I can't be mistaken because the Bible says in verse number 16, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. 
Well, glory. Now listen, that came, that came to pass on Calvary, didn't it? They put that in his hands. And you remember when he was resurrected and he showed up to the disciples once and old Thomas wasn't there. Thomas didn't believe he showed up and so he showed up a second time. And he said, Thomas, look, touch, feel, put your hands here, come on. And, and Thomas said, my Savior, my God. And, and he said, oh yeah. He said, you believe because you've seen. He said, but blessed are those that have not seen yet have believed. Oh listen, and, and you say, well that came true preacher on Calvary that the marks went into his hand. And, and, and I'm going to go forward and backwards. Now listen friend, that's a good thing because going forward, uh, the marks are always going to be in his hands. After his glorified body, he showed himself to Thomas, still had the marks in his hands. And that same body with those marks went into heaven on Ascension Amen. Day. And that same Jesus, the Bible said, this same Jesus is coming in like manner. So he's coming back with the marks on his hands. And all up in heaven, if anybody wonders, are they really loved down there on earth? Oh, they can always see the marks on his hands. Amen? Aren't you glad tonight the marks never fade? You have been graven on the palms of his hand. But oh, I want you to know that his love did not start on Calvary. The Bible says yes he was crucified on Calvary 2,000 years ago and that's when they put the marks on his hands oh but the Bible says that we have a son of God that was, that was crucified since before the foundation of the world. There has never, listen to me saying Hill, there has never been a time as far back as eternity can reach that God has not loved you. Never! And he knew what you were going to be. He knew what you would become. He knew the sins you would commit. He knew the wrong turns you'd make in life. He knew the bad decisions. He knew the things that would happen. But yet he still loved you. And he still went to the cross. And he still shows the marks of his love today. His love is unmistakable. Amen. Listen, friends, you are never forgotten and you are never forsaken. And lastly, God's love is unending. God's love is unending. Here's the part that I struggled with for so long. I remember when Brother David came to our church and preached this message. and He preached on thy walls are continually before me. I could grasp, Brother Spike, I could grasp, I've graven you on the palms of my hand. I could grasp that. And I thought, well, yeah, Calvary put the marks in him. Yeah, it's still there. He went, Thomas saw him. He went to heaven. He'll come back. We, yeah, I see that. Brother Trey, I struggle. What in the world does that mean? Thy walls are continually before me. What in the world does that mean? And I, I, I thought that I studied on it, and I, for a long time I could not grasp what in the world that means. And then God began to reveal it, not because I'm special and I've learned something, no, I, because I'm dumb and it took me a long time. And you probably already know this, but it's just, God finally brought it to me. Here is the northern kingdom and Isaiah is preaching to the northern kingdom. And according to the world, they are no more. 
Assyria has come in and has dominated them and wiped them out and has torn their walls down and they are no more. And the world looks up to the northern kingdom and says they're done for. They did it this time. They just kept provoking God and provoking God and finally he took that hedge out from around them and he let them have it. They're done for and they're no more. Oh, you ever felt like that? You ever felt like you just messed up one too many times? Brother Bo, I did it now. And all of a sudden God has finally just had enough with me and he's lifted the hedge off of my life and the devil has run roughshod and it's just over and done for and the world looks and sees your walk are crumbled down to the ground oh but then God reminds us I don't see like the world sees the world looks on the outward appearance but I look upon the heart and the world doesn't see any walls the world sees destruction the world sees you're done for but I want you to know thy walls are continually before me you're not done for though it looks like it though you may think so there is a time when I will rebuild you. And it shows his love has no end. Even when we think we just went too far. I've done it this time. You ever told somebody that? Boy, you've done it this time. Mama told me that I don't know how many times. Boy, you've done it this time. And sometimes we think God is up in heaven. He's shaking that big finger at us and he's saying, hey, you've done it this time. I'll get you. No, no, that's not what God does. That's not what God does. I gave it to you in the very first point. I hope you remember this scripture. It's just a little reference scripture. But here in his love, not that we loved him, but that he loved us and gave his son to be the propitiation for our sins. What that means is God loves us not because we loved him. His love is not performance based. All right? And he shows us how much he loves us because he sent his son to be our propitiation. What is a propitiation? That is the one that satisfies the wrath of another. And so God sent Jesus to be the one that would absorb his wrath so that God would never have to look at you and shake his mighty finger and say, you've done it now. He poured it all out on him so you and I don't have to face it. So God is not up in heaven getting ready to strike you down. God is up in heaven with his hand on the latch of the window ready to open it up if you'll just turn to him by faith, if you'll just trust him, if you'll just come back, if you will just do what I mentioned last night, put him first. He will open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you don't have enough vessels to contain. Why? Because his love's unending. God is not up in heaven ready to strike you and me down. God is up in heaven ready to extend grace 
to all of us because Jesus already has taken his wrath. Friends, tonight, you're not forgotten. And you are not forsaken. Have you messed up? Probably. If you like me, you have. We were with Brother Brad today. I told them guys, I said, man, I said, we're all just messed up. And you know what? It wasn't just because they were in a jumpsuit. We're all messed up. We're all messed up. Were it not for grace, that's exactly where I'd be today. Were it not for grace, I might be in a cemetery somewhere. But listen, God's love is unending. Amen? I didn't mess up so much, I messed up His love. He's always loving me. He's continually loving me. And my, he, he has graven His love on the palms of His hand. So if I ever start to worry, God, are you sure you love me? He just takes me back to the cross. <laughs> And you say, well, yeah, okay, God, I admit, yeah, you did love me at one time, but do you still love me? And he says, thy walls are continually before me. <laughs> well, I thought I was done for. No, you got walls. Oh, I thought I'd been destroyed. Oh, no, you got walls. Oh, I thought the enemy had done run roughshod and left me just a pile of dust in the ground. No, 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 no. You've got walls. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it took me a long time to realize that's what he was saying. But man alive, when God finally got through this thick skull... I thought, praise God, what a verse, amen. Somebody ought to shout the glory of God tonight and say, thank you, Jesus, I'm loved. Amen. Amen. Hey, I'm looking at a bunch of people tonight that's loved like no other. <laughs> Love like no other. His love's unending. Unmistakable. <laughs> Unmistakable. Listen, it's unconditional. I mean, think about it. I mean, it's not performance-based. Because if I always got to do right to get his love, I'm getting ready to, I'm getting ready to end it here soon because I'm going to mess up again. Amen? I'm going to mess up. But I'm so thankful God's love is unending. Do you know God tonight? You say, how do I know God? Through Jesus. God has revealed himself to us. Yes, he revealed himself to us through creation. The Bible said the heavens, the stars, they all show his handiwork. He has revealed himself through his word. Amen. You, you can't know who God is unless you read this book and figure it out. Amen. He reveals himself through this book. Right. That's why I worry about Christians don't ever get in a book. You know? I mean, when I have a good relationship with people, I want to get to know them even more. Don't you? And listen, I, I've got a good relationship with my father, and I, I just want to get to know him more and more. And so I get in the book. And listen, but you know how he's most revealed himself to me? Through his son, Jesus. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And the Bible says, if you have the Son, you have the Father. But if you have not the Son, you don't have the Father. Can I ask you something? Do you know the Father tonight? You say, how would I know him? Do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus? Friend, I want you to know he loves you tonight. He loves you. He loved you so much he went to the cross and he died for you. He gave his life for you. He poured his blood out for you. And he offers you grace, unmerited favor tonight to forgive you of all of your sins and all of your wrongdoings and forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness and make you one of his. 
We pray that this message has stirred your soul as you continue on for Christ. If you've been blessed by this sermon, we encourage you to share this podcast with others that we may together embolden each other for the kingdom cause. To listen to Sandhill Sermons live, you can join us Sundays at 11 o'clock on Facebook and YouTube. You can also find additional content such as our Steadfast Studies podcast or the NOYC Godcast for Youth provided by Sandhill for spiritual growth of all ages. These can be found at sandhillfwb.com or on all major podcast platforms. May God continue to richly bless your journey every step of the way.